The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420 The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Good morning, everybody. Beautiful day. Enjoy it because I understand it's supposed to rain tomorrow, which we need, by the way. You know, I was at the gym today and a couple kids were uh, you know, downgrading the American flag. So if I may, I'm going to talk a little bit about the American flag. As the ultimate icon of America's storied history, the stars and stripe represent the very best of our nation. Patriotism consists not in waving the flag, but in striving that our country shall be righteous as well as strong. Our flag honors those who fought to protect it and is a reminder of the sacrifice of the national founders and heroes. So <clears throat> stick your tongue out to those kids. Uh, just a couple more, because uh, I, I love Ann Rand and I've just finished reading another one of her books. So uh, the question isn't who is going to let me. The question is who's going to stop me. That's what I like about Anne Rand. <laughs> and then finally from Buddha, the trouble is you think you have time. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to get, uh, you know, we always talk about uh, our. Uh, the, some of the stuff that we offer here. And uh, if you'd like to get any of it, you know, our dividend growth portfolio, our prime income list, our wealth plan. I'm, I'm going to talk about questions to consider when it comes to Social Security, the first part of the show. Uh, you know, the wealth plan, I'm telling you, you don't have to sign up to be a client to get the wealth plan. Now, if you want to become a client, that's obviously good, but uh, it, it gives you an opportunity to see just what RBC can do for you. All right. You also can go into the playground, which says, you know, if this happens, what'll ha you know, what happens? What are my chances of of winning? You know, that type of thing. It's really quite good. Uh, but all that, you know, the small caps are starting to had started to move. They're pulling back right at the moment. Uh, we're also going to have a bond list coming up, uh, and I, I would suggest that you know I'm going to talk about bonds a little bit. Uh, I've been getting more and more questions lately. Uh, you know, uh, where to buy, what to buy, and that type of thing. So um, also, if you'd like to get any of the research and, and you know, you know, if you, if you go to WHK1420, go to local podcast down to Smart Investor Show, it goes directly to my webpage. All right. So you can hit the email, you know, by the way, I answer the phone too. Um, and uh, email me, contact me, it's all there. But go to the insight page because we're constantly changing the research there. And it's not only stock research, but it's financial stuff that you got to know, okay? Uh, and if you'd like to sign up for my monthly newsletter, I also send up a, a market wrap for the week, too. Uh, it's there. But we have our dividend growth portfolio you can get, our prime income list, our wealth plan. Um, also, our small cap ideas. Don't forget the healthcare conference. So I talked to Bob this week, and he said, you know, I'm thinking about taking Social Security. And he said, what would you... What thoughts do you have about that? So I said, let me think about that, and I'll call you back. So I wrote down a bunch of questions. I said, you know, the first question, Bob, is, you know what your expected longevity is? You know, what's your history? Okay. Uh, and then my second thing is, are you married? And if so, what age difference is between the two? Okay. My third question was, uh, you know, are you if you're divorced? Did any of his or her previous marriages last at least 10 years? Okay, because that's important too. Uh, is the individual going to continue working? Are there any children or minors who are disabled? Are there any dependent parents who might outlive the individual? And is the individual or his or her spouse eligible for a government pension? Those are all the things I think about when I uh, when I talk about Social Security. So there you go. Um, so... You know, I had some people ask me a lot of questions this week, and I, you know, you don't always know the answer, okay? So it, it's something that you you try to you, you try to uh, uh, get all the answers, but it's impossible in my business, you know. So 
Look, I think there's four or five things we have to think about. You know, our charts uh, of the week show the low quality has started to work within the large, you know, cap area. Uh, something that's frustrating for the most part. Uh, you know, it, it frustrates investors. Uh, but begin for the, you know, the small caps began in June and typically happens after uh, stocks have found their mid-recession bottom, okay? In terms of questions, uh, you know, we've been getting asked by small cap, cap investors, uh, you know, what I think is, uh, you know, where are where's the earnings sentiment? What has been most oppressed within the Russell 2000? Uh, similar to the large cap in a number of you know key consumer areas, you know it's consumer tech, cyclical stuff, you know that type of thing. Uh, and then you know I've also seen some stuff from uh, Lori Calcivina's transcripts that say, you know, basically she's reading that the quote that sticks out in her minds uh, is that lower gas prices do have real-time impact on consumers. And, you know, what jumped out most in, in our sentiment uh, work this week uh, is is that um, consumers of all political affiliations are feeling a little bit better in August. Maybe that's the market. Uh, but low quality is starting to work in large cap. Uh, the earning band-aids have gotten ripped off within small cap. Uh, and the, the rest, uh, the real-time impact of lower gas prices, and then, you know, like I said, people of all affiliations are, are starting to feel better in August. Uh, so if you're a Republican, that's not good. <laughs> um, there was a lot uh, to like in the CPI report, I thought, and um, it's not at all clear, all right? The fact that we were flat was positive, I think, but the fact that we're still up 8.2%, of course, you didn't hear that out of the, the Democratic Party, but uh, for the year is is interesting. And and you know what? They just passed two more bills. The semiconductor bill, they're giving the money away. Uh, you know, I think that might be needed simply because of the fact that uh, most of our, about 25% of capacity is in Taiwan. And uh, that could be a real big problem coming up if we don't uh, hustle on that. Um, the other, you know, the other uh, inflation thing is just a, it's it's a drug pricing thing and it's a green pricing thing. So, uh, you know, green energy. So, um, look, the Democratic Party, basically with 50 senators, has now got their entire, everything they wanted, with, with the exception of jacking up the, the tax rates to 39% for everything, you know. That's what they want next, okay? They want to jack up the tax rates to 39% for capital gains, for dividends, for everything, so they can spend their their lives away. Uh, but they've got mostly everything they wanted. And you got to give them credit. They stayed together, unlike the Republican Party before this. Uh, so the Republican Party's got to get their act together, I think, if they're going to stick around, right? But, you know, look, if, if you look at apparel, I think this is a great example Um uh, we think this, we, you know, we thought this would get dinged up pretty bad with the bloated inventories and the discounting way on the sector, and we and we still think it will eventually, but it's, it's only down 0.1%, so it's kind of interesting, I think. Um, but look, I think it's very important that we start to concentrate on, you know, it's earnings, earnings, earnings. That's what drives the stock market. So as the stock market goes, as the earnings go, so does the stock market. So I think it's important that you've got to see what your company's earnings are and what they're saying after they speak, okay? So, so look, they bounced nicely off their mid-June lows on better-than-feared corporate uh, earnings, and some of the sovereign bond yields have, uh, you know, been beat up. Now, I will say that, you know, I was looking at the 10-year index, the TNX, and on the Dorsey Wright point-and-figure charts, that has broken out of its downtrend. That may be a problem, okay? Uh, that may be why <laughs> the market sold off on Friday. Uh, but, you know, sometimes looking back and looking forward, you you got to, you know, after quarter the first quarter of this year, we highlighted five key areas of focus. They were corporate earnings, 
They were economic indicators, monetary policy, um, and uh, my machine is doing weird things for me. Uh, and and then uh, COVID and Russia. All right. So those things are what's important. And Russia seems to be just there in the background. COVID, um, there's a new spike up. I noticed the health club, everybody's wearing masks again, uh, at least that works there. So we got a little bit of problem. And, and economic indicators are pointing down and the, and the yield curve is definitely flattening, okay, if it's not inverted. So something to think about. And look, as I said last week, that if the bear market now is now 168 days. Uh, that's 25% of the preceding bull. And a medium bear equals 21%. Uh, so odds odds favor th- that the bottom is 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 in, okay? But the dip regime is still intact, so you can remember that. So I think, you know, um, the CPI number and, the, and gasoline going down. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about oil uh, in the second part of the show, but uh, so I, I think you have to be paying attention uh, to the economic numbers in a big, big way coming forward here. So, you know, you got housing, housing weakening. Uh, and so demand is going down because, uh, I mean, you know, look, uh, if you bought a $500,000 house at 2.7%, it's a big difference than buying it at six. <laughs> so, um, now, you know, so I saw a couple things that I thought were very important. Use car prices, which, you know, the five key indicators that have been real problem with inflation have been oil and, and natural gas, although natural gas is still going crazy. I think that's due to Europe. Housing, cars, and, and used cars. So used car prices per Mannheim now, who, who does that stuff, soften even further in August. And year over year, they're down to uh, 8.8% you know, slide. That's pretty good. Airfare is tanking even further, which is good. Both tell rates are still jumping, so that's interesting. And, and you know, we got gasoline at 390 uh, on average across the country. And it was 475, 480. So, is inflation rolling over? Uh, we certainly hope so. I don't know. I think there may be one or two more scares coming up, just to make sure that you know we're all paying attention. <laughs> all right. So, look, um, Treasury rates are following global yields modestly higher. We've seen a couple of you know major countries, uh, you know England and a few others, raise their rates. And but I, I also, you know, I look at the homeowner sentiment and it's it's gone straight down. Uh, so we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, but, you know, I do think, you know, municipals, if you look at that five year two five year, seven year area, you know, they're almost 100 percent Treasury. That's kind of interesting, you know, when you can get a tax free, you know, in the state of Ohio, you can get. It's both state and federal tax-free. At the same price, you can get a treasury or basically a CD. That's that's starting to make a little bit of sense to me. Um, now, somebody asked me about ETFs, and you know, look, I think ETFs. If you look at the ETFs, uh, the equity ETFs only pulled in 14 billion in July, and that's well below. I mean, roughly, you're averaging about 40 billion a month for the last eight years. So. Uh, and that's despite the pretty strong returns of the market, you know, I mean, we're still down 13%, but we, we gained back 12. So, um, that's kind of interesting. By the way, as of last Friday, my boys at Marshfield, who, you know, if you go to them directly, it costs you 5 million bucks. But if you go through me, we can put a hundred bucks, hundred thousand. We're positive. They're positive for the year. So that's kind of interesting. Um, by the way, if you want information on Marshfield, give me a call or go to the web page. Uh, small caps saw a nice bounce, and and I do think that 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 may be the place. Uh, you know, look, I I said we've had a lot of volatility last week, and I thought that we'd have a big move up. We had a big move up. We had a big move down, and maybe we just go sideways for a while. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting. The high yield bonds returned six point six percent in july and they had been down quite a bit for the year so uh that's interesting i also think that if you're going to get into etfs and i 
the clean energy ETFs uh, on any downtick uh, might be interesting. And I think there's going to be a downtick, and I'll, I'll explain why. You know, not a big one, but I think it could be uh, a downtick going forward. But, you know, uh, look, uh, I think the, you know, the municipal curve positioning, you know, on fixed income, you know, five year to uh, maybe as far as 11 years, uh, you know, even two years if you want to start doing ladders, you know, two, four, six, eight, ten. Uh, there's some interesting stuff going on there, and uh, but you know, five to eleven is where I'd I'd keep my uh, my money involved. All right. So, for those of you who are who've asked that question numerous times, I uh, uh, I think that I'm getting a lot of a lot of people calling in about bonds. So anyway, you, look, the markets have rebounded from support, and they're nearing the 200-week moving average, which I don't think that they're going to get through the first time, Tim's humble opinion. And it, it could be uh, a very important resistant band heading in, uh, you know, Friday got right to it and died. Okay, so there we go. Uh, so we had a 15% surge, and, and most short-term trading indicators are pretty overbought right now. Uh, and they're beginning to peak, to be honest with you. So I, I think uh, if you step, step back, though, from the short-term market can, uh, commentary, we're revisiting the weekly charts of the S&P 500, NASDAQ, and the, and the Dow. Uh, and I think it's important that there's a lot of longer-term support, you know, the 200-week moving average, obviously. Uh, but, you know, we have a, we have a rising 200-week moving average still, which is very positive. The final chart that I that I looked at this week that I thought was interesting is, um, you know, we're at a very important inflection point with cyclical stocks over defensive stocks, and I think that's really really important. One of the things you know I I did see was the you know the S and P five hundreds right there where they you know there's some serious resistance, the Nasdaq Composites at some serious resistance. Uh, the small caps are right at their 200-day uh, moving average, and the SOX index stopped right at its 200-day moving average. So I think they may get through it, but I think there could be some problems going forward. But the real key is the cyclical versus defensive sectors came right down to their uptrend line that we started way back in 2009, and it held. And it held. How about that, huh? Interesting. Let's let's take a break and we'll be right back. This is Smart Investor Show. If you have a question here, it's 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0945. Stay tuned. Let me take you down cuz I'm going to strawberry field. At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. My first ride-along was with Jamal. Even before I was hired, they wanted me to see everything from the ground level before moving forward. And it was awesome. The first time I came in, I got to sit in on a meeting and never realized that plumbers have that level of organization and sophistication to their operations. And I say that as a former degreed project manager, as well as an Air Force vet. After getting out of the service, my wife and I moved to Cleveland and I just wasn't happy with the corporate style desk jobs. So I prayed for a sign that next morning, my best friend called me about this radio ad on the fish for a company he thought would be perfect for me. And he was right. Why it works was a godsend. You have to want to help people. But if you do, this job is fulfilling in ways that the right person won't find anywhere else. If you want that for your life, call us direct and consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. Wallach a doodle. Dennis Prager believes we're living in fear. Do you realize that California, Illinois, and New York are now under states of emergency because of monkeypox? Monkeypox? 
the right to have a state of emergency should be abolished. We did not raise a generation to fear a powerful state. That is one of the horrors of our age in America. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. Okay, we're back. Chuck Berry action there. Uh, you know, I, I just got an email uh, from Dan, and Dan asked, uh, Tim, why do you keep talking about small caps? I, I, I do this simply because of where they're positioned. Um, you know, they're in the first quartile, and I think their R squared factor or is like 0.56. If you don't know what that is, it's cheap. Uh, so they're, you know, the, a lot of stuff is trading 18 to 20 times earnings. They're averaging about 13. So that's why, Dan, um, and I, you know, I um, I talk about that quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I just think it's, um, you know, it's important that you, you understand that we're, we're looking at uh, fundamentals and technicals, okay? Now, look, I, I, was, uh, I was reading today, and Dave Keller, who's a very good um, chartist, you know, he was talking about the advanced decline lines and, uh, you know, how they had turned over and gone above 70 to below 70. So, uh, you know, there, he may be right. And there's some support, you know, the, the support or the resistance has now become the support. So I don't know how big a, big a sell-off it may be, but, you know, Dave's a pretty smart guy. So, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, the other thing, I, I had a lot of questions, you know, last summer and actually last spring, we talked about oil and gas on the show. And, you know, we were right at the, the low and, and uh, actually I had a couple of new clients, not even buy it, you know, which, uh, okay. As, you know, I also tried to buy Apple about a month before that and a lot of people didn't buy it either. So uh, Apple is like straight up uh, since then, but you know, one of the things I did notice with oil and gas is it's broken the uptrend line dating back all the way back to uh, 2020, okay? Um, now, usually when you get this on a uh, uh, a chart, it can be what what, what I call a undercut. Uh, and I'm seeing some things that I like. So the question is, I mean, you know, like the PPO is already at zero. And if you don't know what a PPO is, you should probably uh, look that up. Now, natural gas doesn't look bad at all. Okay, so uh, it does look like natural gas is the way to go, and the PPO is turning up there. Uh, so I don't know. I, you know, sometimes when I look at light crude, light crude's been in a downtrend and it broke the uptrend line on Friday. So uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that is is tough. Uh, you know, so I mean, I look at a natural gas, you know, and I. You know, natural gas looks like it's made of head and shoulders, uh, um, which probably means you want to stay more in the natural gas field than in uh, the, uh, you know, the oil field. Okay, so um, uh, there's a couple names that you know I think are can get are going to get real interesting. So we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, it, it is uh, it, it is. It, that, that's an interesting area right here. Remember, I, I thought, uh, and by the way, this Mark Newton thought this over at Funstrat, so did Rob Schlammer, that we'd have a pause back in June, okay? And it's it developed into a correction. So, uh, you know, but you also look, you know, Friday was an option expiration, and and for some reason, Max Payne hit right on cue, okay? So, you know, the cues, uh, if, if I look at the PPO cues, you know, the, the top line went over the bottom line, which is not uh, usually good. Uh, you know, and we do, we do have a lot of support, though, at 310 on the QQQs. So just remember that. Um, but there's a lot of names that are breaking down that were look, looking like they were starting to bottom. So we'll see what, what happens going forward. Uh, you know, these were some of the, the 
the the names that were big in the pandemic. Uh, they they made a big bottom and and took it from there. But look, if I look at any kind of uh, breath indicator or volume indicator, they're all overbought. Uh, you know, the breath momentum oscillator is hugely overbought. The uh, the, the volume stochastic is very overbought. The volume momentum is extremely overbought. You know, so look, corrections are good if you want to own stocks. Okay, you know, we just had a big one, and if you didn't get a chance to buy one, buy some of the stocks. You may have a chance going forward. Okay, so just just remember that part. I think it's important uh, that you you know start to to think about some stuff because remember we we talked about. At the beginning of this year, that we're up at the upper trend line of the S&P 500, and we're above the trend line on the NASDAQ, we're now at the bottom. Now, usually you test the bottom once or twice. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, it will be a little bit of a pullback coming here. That may be all right. The advanced decline lines uh, got right up to some resistance. Uh, you know, normally it, it you, you know, you don't break through resistance on the first try. It usually takes a couple tries. Uh, the New York advanced decline line has already broken through. So that's a big positive. Um, now, you know, our, uh, we talked about the 50-day and the 200-day moving averages being way, well below their, uh, uh, you know, their, well, let's put it this way, on, on a momentum case, they were, very few stocks were above their, their 50-day moving average. It's still the case with the 200-day moving average. We only have about, uh, you know, maybe 20, 30% of the companies out there above their 200-day moving average. But it's moved up kind of nicely on the 50-day. It's up to 70. So, you know, you probably have a little bit of a pullback here. And, you know, I think the important thing is that if I looked at the Citigroup economic surprise for both the G10 and the U.S., they have the same pattern. They made a lower high bottomed and now it looked like they're starting to turn up so it's, it should be uh yeah, interesting and, and also if i look at large cap growth versus large cap value looks like we we turned up a little bit not the case yet was with mid cap or small cap but i'd also say that the longer term momentum and you know, i talked about the high beta index versus the low volatility index which is you know basically you know the big industrials and all that are the high beta, and the 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 low low volatility is the is the staples of the world. We broke out and then we came right back to the break broke a uh, breakout and then we held. <clears throat> so there we go. Now for like the fifth straight week, <clears throat> the ten-year Treasury yield has broken a forty-year downtrend. We ain't going back for a while, folks. We're not going to go back to the um, the Fed's going to try their hardest, but I don't think they're going to get it down to, you know, half a percent anymore. Uh, you know, inflation is going to have its day. Little inflation's okay, not a lot, but the ten-year Treasury is starting to, you know, it broke the downtrend line on a point-and-figure chart. I said last week that I looked like the momentum was turning. I think that's positive. That should help the dollar. The dollar's kind of in a bull market, but. Uh, uh, there could be some uh, some resistance at 108, 109, and at the dollar, and gold's been having a hard time getting breaking through that uh, 2076 mark. So we'll see what happens. But I think overall, uh, you know, we're in kind of a, a bullish scenario. Now, look, we talk about the long term all the time on the show, and what's important is you got to think that way, okay? As an investor, first of all. Cyclical bull markets last 16 to 18 years. Now, some people thought this started in 2013. Uh, we feel it started in 2016 when we actually broke out. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And they last 16 to 18 years. So we have somewhere between seven and 10 years left of this thing uh, going forward. Now, there are fair markets with the ends. Um, I said cyclical secular bull markets, I'm sorry. And, and so we, what we've had is the cyclical bear market that happens. 1987 happened in one of the biggest bear market markets. 1990 happened when, in one of the biggest bull markets there was. I'm sorry, said bear, I meant bull. So 
don't get too bearish is what I'm saying. And I, I emphasize this to everyone. The average bull market, and there's only been two of them, so we don't have a huge you know, sampling, has from the bottom to the top has moved 2,300. If we just went 2,000, we'd be looking at 13,500 to 14,000 on the S&P. That would be about four or five times from where we are right now, just so you know. Now, one of the problems we have is we have a what they call four-year cycle. And this four this four-year cycle, we're within it. So we had a move up, we're having a pullback, probably go sideways up for a while. And then 2004, we I think we start up again. Hey, let's take a break. Uh, like I said, the, the number here is 216-901-0945. Stay tuned. This is Smart Investor Show. When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com. In Medina, there's a new place for you to grab a sandwich and beverage, relax, and enjoy the company of friends and family. Planted Flag Brewing on Pearl Road. Here's Aaron, the owner. My wife, Karen, and I are both Air Force veterans, and every time you move somewhere new in the military, you would plant your flag. You'd share your story about who you are and what you're about. This business was our opportunity to really to plant our flag, share our story about who we are and what we're about. Planted Flag. It's all about good food, good beer, and a real feeling of community. That's something we're all looking for. I hope they feel like this is their home. We brought beer and food that I had made at home and my wife had made at home. And we use a lot of locally sourced ingredients. Our beef, chicken, and pork are all sourced from Ohio farms or processed here in Ohio. Planted Flag has a warm, friendly feel, a kid-friendly menu, delicious original sandwiches, and a relaxing outdoor dining space with picnic tables and umbrellas and a rustic atmosphere. Try Planted Flag Brewing, 3594 Pearl in Medina. See plantedflag.com. This radio station exists to fulfill your insatiable appetite for news and information. If it happens here or around the world and it matters to you, we'll be the first to tell you about it and what it means. But that's not all. Our sister station exists to give your life meaning and purpose. With the teaching of the Holy Bible, AM 1420, The Answer, exists to tell you about the world. AM 1220, the word, exists to change the world. Together, we can do it. Okay. Uh, you know, I just had Joan call, and uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't take her phone, so she, she sent me an email. Um, and... You know, she said last week you were harping on Apple. I was not harping on Apple. I, I use Apple products. I, I'm not saying whether you should buy it or not. All I said was um, you've got to pick your spots when you buy something. Now, Apple is 99% overbought right now. Made a big move, okay? You know, it, uh, two months ago, it was 136. It's now 170. That's all I'm saying. Okay, it's overbought. Right? So, look, use your head. That's that's all I'm saying, Joan. Use your head and don't don't chase things in this type of market. Let them come back to you. Okay, that's all. So I never said I never made a discouraging word. The only time I said to be cautious about Apple was uh, back in in 2008 when I made a double top, and I sold half my position and then bought it back uh, about. Eight months later, oh yeah, actually, listen, man, six months later, at about one third the cost. Okay, uh, and by the way, I did buy it back, so I wasn't really negative on it. I just saw the double top, and it was a big double top. So, uh, the point is, is that uh, you know, look, I'm not. You make your own decisions if if you're working with someone else. If you're working with me, I'll help you make that decision. Okay, matter of fact, I'll tell you when to buy stuff. Okay, but the point is, is that you don't chase things. Don't be 
don't be crazy. You know, it's, it's, Everybody thinks that there's not another train coming into t- into town. There's always another train, okay? So anyway, uh, the bonus percent, you know, we talk about that every week. It's kind of a boring subject, but it keeps you on your toes. It's our risk monitor. All it is is a chart that goes from 0 to 100. And what it does is it charts the number of stocks that are in a point and figure by signal. And when it gets over 80, you should be worried, okay? Because... It doesn't get much higher than 80. Seen it go to 85 once. It was 81 last year in March. Uh, that was 2021, by the way. And and we talked about it for six months, okay? So the point is, when it gets below 30, all right, and remember, 2020, it got the five. I think it almost got the four and a half, to be honest with you, but it got the five. It's only been below five twice. In my history, one was the the uh, 2008 or 2009, actually, and, and the other was this time. Even in the crash of 1987, it only got to nine. Okay, so that's that's when you buy with both hands. Now, people thought I was nuts back then, but that's okay. I, you know, sometimes you sound nuts, but Warren Buffett's not nuts, and he was buying with both hands then, Okay. He's buying right now, as a matter of fact. I want to talk about that in the insider part of it, too. But the bullish percent uh, is now at 56. It was down 1.7% mostly yesterday. Uh, so it's the first losing week we've had in five. And, uh, you know, that, that happens sometimes. And remember, I said, we're in bull confirmed status right now. Totally no difference, you know, and, and it can change. You know, usually it's, a, it's about three months that it lasts. Uh, at least sometimes it's 14, 15 months. But the point is, as of now, we still are. So it, it's like the aircraft carrier I talked to you about. All right. If you've been in the Navy, and there are probably plenty of guys out, guys and gals have been in the Navy out there, you don't tell your first mate to go down to the island when you're, when you're a captain of an aircraft carrier and say, go down the island, take a hard right. Okay. It's not the way the economy works. It's a big old aircraft carrier, and it takes a lot to turn it. Matter of fact, I'd love to hear a story about how hard it is to turn an aircraft carrier, because I'm sure it's interesting. So the point is, is that the economy shifts back and forth to get back on course, okay? So uh, we're still in bull-confirmed status, still in a column of X's. Just, you know, keep, keep your eyes and ears open, listen to the show. So now you have the ball, but you want to wait, okay? A lot of stocks are overbought. Wait for them. Don't be impatient, you know? Don't be like the uh, little kid sitting at the top of the stairs waiting on Christmas morning to go down and open presents. Wait. Be patient. You know, they asked Warren Buffett what the key to his investment style is. Patience. (laughs) Patience. So. By the way, the -the over-the-counter index is in a column of X's, and it's at 41.2%. And that's at a pretty low level. That's a good good sign as far as Tim's concerned. And the world index is at at 40.46. And I'm sorry, 45.6. And it's still in column of X's. Those are below 50. That's good. So smaller names look probably better than the bigger names. Now, look, if you look at the S&P 500 index, you know, back on – June, uh, <laughs> need my glasses. Back on June, and back in June, we were at 30, 20, 30, 21, or no, 29, whatever. Well, you know, we're up 300, 400%. So that's 12% in a very short period of time. So, you know, you got to look at stuff like that and say, okay, in the last 30 days, what has the Russell done? What is the, S&P 500 equal weighted. By the way, the equal weight is done better than the S&P 500. And so, you know, we've seen the S&P go from down 25% to just down 9%. And of course, it backed up to uh, 2% on Friday. So now it's almost 12. But the point is, you know, we had a big rally. Okay. So use your head. You probably didn't get in in June because you were scared to death, even though the bullish percent was around 23. Uh, so, you know, and I said that, all right? So uh, so we're, 
we're at an overbought situation. All right. So overbought is not bad. So what you got to do is let things come back to you. And is that if I look at the dynamic asset level investor uh, uh, sector rating rankings, you know, that these come from our friends, Dorsey Wright, uh, who now NASDAQ owns, uh, and they do, they're keepers of the bullish percent floors too. Uh, point and figure charts were big back in the 30s and are still big. There's a lot of people still following them. So what, what we're doing is relative strength investing. Right now, consumer non-cyclical, i.e. staples, are still at the top of their list. Energy second, but they've lost about 30 votes. Utilities. So last summer, Jim Hayes on the air said, we have our energy and infrastructure conference notes. We had two people sent in for them. That's when I know we're winning big, okay? By the way, that that's the other thing was basic materials, which went, you know, went the full gamut, went straight up and came straight back down. But utilities and energy is what we talked about, okay? Uh, and you could have easily gotten those from us and and had a field day. Financials are fourth, industrials are fifth, and real estate is sixth. Those are all the sectors that are in favor status, okay? Technology uh, and healthcare, healthcare has gone from basically 66 to 117. So slowly but surely, healthcare is moving its way back up. But technology and basic materials have been the hardest hit. And communication services, which was just in the 60s, now 48. That's mostly because of Meta, Metaverse, which I uh, unfortunately owned some from way long ago. So right at the moment, you know, if you're doing relative strength investing, consumer staples is where you want to overweight. Uh, you want to overweight utilities. Uh, consumer cyclical, you want to underweight. And communications, you want to underweight. International equities, you know, Israel has, has you know, done some interesting stuff. They were very oversold, and they're right at their downtrend line. So if they were to pop, uh, you know, and I'm looking at there's a two, couple different ETFs from Israel. Uh, so if we were to break, uh, like the EIS, if we were to break 72, that'd be a positive positive thing. We'd break the downtrend line. So, uh, and I think, you know, one of the reasons for the rapid improvement is one particular stock, and I'm not going to tell you about that, but uh, I, I own the stock, and it's it broke out, pulled back, and now it's just, I think it's ready to turn. So we've got to watch that one very closely. The, the Treasury yields pushed higher this week, and we did break the downtrend line on the TNX. That's the 10-year Treasury yield, okay, the yield now. So when yields go up, the bond goes down. Um, and and, and look, that's you, you got to be nervous about this a little bit because if the Fed suddenly stops raising interest rates, I, I think, you know, it could be a problem uh, with interest rates to go higher. So the, if, if you're looking at bonds, I guess, the you know, we talked about preferred securities. That's the, be, that's the best. Uh, and municipal bonds, single state are number two, and then municipal bonds, high yield. But corporate high yield had a big month. Uh, so that's another area I want to pay attention to. Now, one of the things, oil has been negative momentum for 10 weeks now. That's a long time in the stock market. So pay very close attention there. Uh, you know, gold's been positive for three weeks, most of the commodity indexes for three weeks, but oil's been negative. So it'd be interesting to see if, uh, you know, if oil, by the way, broke a double, well, it's a spread triple bottom, I guess. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if it reverses up here, because if it does, uh, that could be a very positive development on, especially on the point and figures chart. Uh, so, but we are pretty oversold in, in the oil area. So, uh, you know, pay further attention on that. Uh, I just think, you know, once again, we got to go back to this four year cycle. Okay. This four year cycle, it's repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. One big down move, one big up move, another down move sideways move, and then another big up move. Um, and so in theory, the next up cycle would be the beginning of 2024. But uh, I think we're down far enough where uh, I, there's some great long-term buys. And what may happen, like I said, is the S&P 500 may not lead. It may be the Russell 2000, which is 
in beautiful shape as far as Tim's concerned. Uh, you know, if I look at the charts, now the NASDAQ, you know, it went parabolic. So you want to be careful with most of the NASDAQ stocks. I think you want to be uh, watching things very closely uh, there. And and everybody asked me about the, you know, the the international stocks. And if I look at the Morgan Stanley Corporate Index, made kind of a double top and, and you know, is right at support. It's got a hold. Uh, even, uh, you know, just the pure Europe index, you know, we didn't have a double top there, but we, we, we broke out and now we're holding where there's been major support. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's ratio relative to the S and P 500 has not broken the downtrend line, but it's close. All right. Um, yep. and the, the two things I'd mention again, the dollar and the 10-year yield index have broken long-term downtrend lines. The dollar is probably going up, but so aren't yields. Hey, let's take a break. you got a question, 216-901-0946, Reflections, a weekly half hour of spiritual insight with Father Don Fisher, Catholic priest of the Diocese of Dallas. Father Fisher will be reflecting on the liturgy of the Word this week. Join us every Sunday morning at 6 a.m. here on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.com. AM 1420, The Answer. Wait till Goddard sees my woolly bear. Celebrating 100 years in Cleveland. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. All right, we're back, folks. So now we talk about insiders. Boy, there was some uh, serious insider buying this week, so uh, the insiders aren't stepping back at all. A uh, couple things. I noticed uh, Coinbase Global, the first buy I've seen since they came public. Uh, it was only about $360,000, but that's pretty good. Um, and I've seen a couple that I think are really interesting. One is uh, INAB. It's I-N-8-Bio. And we had uh, one buyer of 200000 And we had another buyer <laughs> of uh, about a million five. So that's interesting. A lot of insider buyers in the uh, um, biotech area this week. Isn't that interesting? So I, I did notice Midland States Bank Corp. We had a buyer of a million dollars worth after it broke out to a new high like that. And then uh, Quantronics, which got absolutely killed. It was $20, now 9 we had uh, the president and CEO step up and buy uh, about a million dollars worth. And, you know, we talked about uh, Nextdoor Holdings, which is an Internet solution company, and uh, they were buying last week, and they continued to buy uh, both, uh, you know, Greylock, which we had been buying their 10% group. They bought twice this week. They bought about $3 million worth. And David uh, Ziz, who's... Uh, a, a director, he he's bought two or three times this week. So obviously something going on there that we don't know about, but uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out. Uh, I'm sorry, it was a million four on INAB or IN8. 
Uh, a couple other names that are really insight, which, you know, they've been mostly sellers of the stock and they're in the information technology uh, group and value act holdings are, that's a big group folks. And, and they're, um, they tend to change things. They bought $1.7 million worth. They now own 4 million shares. Uh, so that might be a problem for, for our friends, uh, at insight, uh, cassava sciences. We had a director, uh, uh, Sanford Robertson by, uh, $2 million worth. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Value Act uh, bought $5 million worth. Uh, I, just, I missed the one. Uh, also, here's another one. Andego Therapeutics at a new high. We had a director, uh, Mark Elia, buy $2.7 million worth. And here's one we haven't heard of in a while. Dish. Uh, Dish Networks. Uh, James DeFranco, director there, bought uh, $2.9 million worth. Um, you know, I... I, I did the service to Nextdoor Holdings Kind. Uh, Greylock bought $8 million worth. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong numbers. And David, he, he bought $8 million worth too. So, And then, you know, we talked about these guys last, last week, Turns Pharmaceutical. And uh, a director here bought, uh, you know, he, um, he bought $3 million last week. He bought another 3.6. Uh, and his name is Hung Hu Lu. Uh, and then also uh, Telebio, we had a $4 million buyer, and that's the F, uh, EW Healthcare Fund. And then, uh, a, you know, we had a Dago already. Uh, and then we had Lachlan Murdoch, who might know a thing about Fox, um, who's the executive chair and CEO. He bought $4.6 million of Fox and then Fox A, just uh, a lot of stock, a lot, a lot of stock. Um, and then here, here's a really interesting one. Uh, Viridian Therapeutics, uh, the gentleman at a new high, uh, bought uh, $9 million worth, and it's Fairmont Funds Management, which is pretty smart money, by the way. And then we had Siravet uh, uh, Therapeutics, where we had Perceptive Advisors, which is really smart money, buy $49.9 million worth. And then Summit Therapeutics, this is a little dollar stock that killed a while back. Bob Dugan, who's made a few bucks. Uh, you were in PharmaCycles, he made you a lot of money. Uh, he bought 94.9 million shares or $92 million worth. And uh, he also had his president of the company uh, who bought 5.8 million, which I thought was interesting. So there's quite a few people uh, participating here, shall we say. that? By the way, that's Maki. Zigana, and then the CFO bought thirty-six thousand shares, uh, thirty-six thousand dollars. So quite a few people. Also uh, on Occidental, our friends at Berkshire Hathaway filed to buy up to fifty percent of the company. So uh, obviously uh, Berkshire, you know, they bought Chevron at one seventy; it's one fifty-five now, and they continue to buy Oxy. So. They're obviously convinced that oil is the way. And, you know, we talked about this. Uh, well, Chevron was 94 because uh, I bought some when we were talking about it. So uh, there we go. All right. Um, now, I think if I was a betting man, um, you know, I, I think you have to take a look at the uh, the markets. And, you know, we saw some signs that the S&P and the QQQs were both kind of a little bit stalling out. I think it's short-term in nature, all right? Um, I, I, you know, not, I'm, I'm talking off the cuff here. This is Tim talking, not to anybody else. But um, if, if we get a pullback, I think it'll pull back to where support was. And support's not that far down. So, um Look, the percentage of stocks above their 50-day moving average has now eclipsed 90%. That's usually a big positive, okay? So what you need is to take off some of the pressure, get people bearish again, all right? And that, that's what, you know, the market does. It, it wants the least amount of people to make money, okay? So, the you know, if you look uh, and, and you look at the technical, you know, the study of cycles, we could have a cycle up to 4,600 on the S&P, but we got to drop first. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I, you know, DeMarc and, and 
and uh, that group, uh, which is really smart money, they seem to focus on the late August, early September for a possible stalling out period. Not necessarily a sell-off, but a stalling out. And DeMarcus, believe me, that you know, if you understand that stuff, it's uh, it's hard to you know talking about sevens, elevens, and thirteens and stuff like that. But um, you know, uh, right now they do do think we're kind of ex- exhaustive bullish cycles. And you know, we're overbought. It doesn't mean it's the end. It just means it's a bullish. You know, it's a cycle is short term cycle is been a problem is going to be a problem for a while. So um, look. I think the fullback to new multi-day lows uh, should be buyable sometime in the future. And I think it'd probably be mid, mid-September or something like that. The, the dollar is strengthening more than I thought it was going to. And I think you got to watch rates, okay, because they've broken their downtrend line. So I think that's very, very important, and you got to be paying close attention. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Now, one of the things I, I – you know, I want to mention is that oil, they've beaten it up and it's made an undercut. So if it starts to rally from here, you know, we've had nine straight weeks of negative momentum. And it could be a situation where, you know, that may may be time for to buy oil. Okay. I'm not sure. But in the meantime, I would recommend going to WHK1420, going to local podcast down to the Smart Investor Show. Go to my web page. Remember, under bulletin board, it has Rob Schleimer's uh, trend and cycle. So you can read that every week. Uh, it's a new thing every week, and they have a newsletter every week. And and then on under insight tab, it's constantly changing. I'm constantly changing the research on that. Okay, and it's not all about the stock market. It's all about fun. You know wealth plans and you know what to do in certain situations as far as taxes and things like that it's good information and by the way you know like i've always said uh you know if people are using their head uh you know wealth plans are a perfect time um to uh you know it's a perfect time to do a wealth plan remember there's hidden costs in aging okay and the wealth plan doesn't cost you anything. You can do it as a prospective client to see if you want to become a client to see what RBC can do for you. And it also allows you to get into the playground so you can do some what ifs. Uh, and, you know, you know what happens if the, if the market has another 2008? Do does, does my system work? By the way, you may recall back in 2007 at the end of it, I said the money market would outperform the stock market. And I kept saying that for a year. <laughs> so, you know, look, there's stuff like in-home remodeling, in-home health care, in-home support, assisted living, skilled nursing facilities, all that stuff comes into play. It's a bummer, but it's, it's, it's the truth. So a wealth plan is a good idea. In the meantime, the dividend growth portfolio, the prime income list, the small caps, they're all available to you by going to WHK. Uh, po- local podcast down to the Smart Investor Show. Just hit the contact me. In the meantime, have a great weekend. This is Smart Investor Show member Bilo. Sell high. Man, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Or visit his website, rbcwmfa.com slash Tim Hayes. That's all one word in the address bar, rbcwfma.com slash Tim Hayes. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.